This is Drake Hilpert. And this is Tiana McDonald. And it's time for wine. Boop, boop, boop. <laughs> well, Tiana, I'm really excited about the wine we're doing today. I'm excited. So I got it at one of the um, new cellars over in Chelan. Oh, yes. Yeah. It was a nice drive by, and they were doing like pickups, and they were like, You can only buy bottles. And I was like, <laughs> um, Yeah. I can only buy a bottle. You think I'd have a glass? Gun to my head, I'll take a bottle. Come on. <laughs> uh, but it's like, it's a pretty nice, it's Sigilo Cellars. And that's okay. S I G I L L O. Never had it before. Have we, did we go there? No. no. Okay. It's new. Got it. It's, Ooh. Yeah. Um, but it's the Gino's Rose. Okay. And the description of it, it's supposed to have like strawberry rhubarb, caramel notes. Oh. Um, so I was like, read it and I was like, yeah, that sounds amazing. Oh, that does smell really like, good. All right. Shall Let's we sit? You can taste the caramel. It's good. Holy shit. You can taste the caramel. It's really good. That's crazy. And yeah, I mean, it's like still really fruity. It is. Like, it's that aftertaste. Oh, Chelan never disappoints, though. Dude. They have the best This wine. is like a perfect summer mm. rosé. Super good. So, that is what we were drinking today. We're only doing one wine because I dropped the ball and I didn't bring one. So, which is very on brand with me, you know? Mm. <laughs> it's okay. I'd hate to say you're right, but... All right, let's take a short break and we will get into our story. Huzzah. Hi guys, we just want to give everyone a quick heads up on the content of this podcast. This episode is a bit of a trigger warning for sexual violence and violence against women. So we just want to make sure that we say that now. So anyone who feels uncomfortable with that. That you know. Yeah. That it's out there. So thank you. Enjoy the podcast and stay healthy, stay happy. All right, Tiana. Tell me what we're working with this week. Today, we are going to talk about the fixers of old Hollywood. So we brought up, I think it was like two weeks ago or something, about we're like old Hollywood, shady as fuck. Yes. So I thought we'd dive just a little bit. You know, just the top. Just the tip. Just mm. the tip top. The, the tippy tip top. Tip top. Of that. Of old Hollywood. <laughs> All right. So um, what is a fixer? A fixer is a person whose sole job is to hide, clean, get rid of scandals. For stars and famous people. Like Olivia Pope. Exactly. Yes. They they clean that shit. I hope you can't hear me chewing, but if you can. Drake made it. <laughs> it I mean, she didn't make it. Hillshire made it. But it's just a delicious cheese and meat spread. It's just so good. <laughs> I have to have cheese with my rosé. I prefer a cheese with a rosé. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Fix All right. So, um, specifically, we are talking about Eddie Mannix and Howard Strickling. So those were, they were known as the fixers. There's lots of movies that are made about them. I was going to write them down, but honestly, just Google it. You'll find it. Sorry. <laughs> it's worth the Google. It's worth the Google. <laughs> oh, all right. Eddie Mannix was a studio executive and a producer. Um, and he was kind of known as like a, I imagine in my head, like an Al Capone kind of guy. He was like a thug from New Jersey. They found him working at a construction site and they were just like, yeah, hi. It's you. You, whatever it is, you're the one. You are it. 
Oh my god, these animals. If you hear any random noises. <laughs> For some reason, the animals all decided to quarantine with us. Drake is like Snow White. She just has my babies. My babies. <laughs> so, and then we have Howard Strickling, um, and he was a head of publicity, and he was kind of known as like a pretty boy journalist. Like, okay. So they're like total opposites, but they're a team, yeah. which is weird. Um, Eddie Mannix worked from, for MGM, which is Metro Goldie Meyer. From 1924 to 1962. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> um, and then Howard's... Oh, God. I almost forgot we were recording. For I did. I definitely did. We haven't hung out in a while, so... <laughs> oh, my God. Do we just keep going? Or we we have to keep going. Okay. All right. Show must go on, as they say in Hollywood. In old Hollywood. That might be theater. Is that the year? I don't know. Right. I didn't do theater. <laughs> the theater. So they worked for MGM, which is Metro Gold Meyer. Blair, god damn it. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, I have to get her out of here. No, ow, fuck, don't bite me. Alright, we're gonna take Blair. a quick <laughs> We're gonna take a quick break. Okay. <laughs> we are back. Continue. Alright, so Eddie Mannix and Howard Strickling worked for MGM, which is Metro Golden Meyer. Which I never knew what it stood for. So I think that was just the names either. of... Is that the same as the casino in Vegas? The MGM? Oh, MGM Grand. Maybe. Okay. I don't know. We should look that up. I mean, they sound rich. Yeah. I mean, they're they're all rich people. <laughs> Must be nice. I'm not. I know that. <laughs> so they... um, Mannix worked there from 1924 to 1962. And then Strickland worked from 1930 to 1962. Which is so weird when you go back that far into, like, the Great Depression area. Yeah. And then you think about them being, like, kind of... Cur- it's weird, right? Because that's when they retired. They didn't die. I just feel like it's so weird. When did they die? When they did died they, sorry, when did they, they retired in the 60s. They okay. started in, like, the 20s and 30s. That is crazy. Right? Because, like... Could you... Like, 60s, I'm thinking, like, short skirts and, like, it's, like... You know what I mean? Yeah, like, living through that transition. They're probably like, what the fuck is happening, like, to America? Oh, my God. My grandparents, like... Ugh. Down oh my god! Transition. My grandma would date like jazz musicians. Musicians. <laughs> I feel like I had a stroke today. I know I didn't, but I don't know. <laughs> All right, so the thirties, nineteen thirty, nineteen sixty. So that is them. Um, so studios were known for kind of like internal scandals, um, and a lot of, you know, like we're talking. This is like nineteen thirties. Judy Garland, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um. So they were known for giving stars as young as 10 over our prescription drugs. So like the barbiturates we Disgusting. were talking about. Yep. Okay. They would give them strict diets. Judy Garland was on a diet of like two packs of cigarettes a day, two bowls of soup, and four cups of coffee. So. That sounds like my junior year of college. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And Adderall. <laughs> Ooh. Just kidding. Only during finals. <laughs> it's fair. It's a study aid. It's not, but... All right, move on. All right. So, um, and then also for unpay, uh, unfair pay and then sexual abuse, of course, is everywhere in Hollywood. Yeah, the, what is it? The casting couch. Mm, yes, the casting couch. That's porn, right? What? I, I'm pretty sure the casting couch is porn. That's not what my mom said. <laughs> I, no, the casting couch is like, where like if we were going to like try and get a role in a movie, mm-hmm. we'd go to like the director, like the producer's office and, and then the casting couch to get the job okay got it yeah. oh 
Dana's super cool, by the way, everyone. She's fucking rad. Cheers to Dana. Cheers to Dana. All right. Um, so with the abuse, the drugs, the weird diets, and all the stuff that these stars are going through, of course they're going to have their own problems out of work. What? I know. It's shocking. <laughs> when you're on 20 barbiturates a day, you think you'd be, like, totally fine. Look at me. Yeah. I'm fine. <laughs> You've never been better. <laughs> I can hardly talk. <laughs> been a while so some of the affairs you know were nope some of the scandals were affairs um back alley abortions and murder <gasps> boom, 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 boom. Boom. Um, i would insert that there if i knew how we it's okay and yes i can't we're getting better indeed yeah. so one of the uh people that the fixers once helped was jean harlow which if you saw a picture of her you would she's exactly. like yeah exactly she's We'll, we'll throw up a picture of her, but she's what you would imagine every, like, starlet to look like in the 30s. Um, she once called Strickland and asked him to help her out because William Powell, a fellow actor, had gotten her pregnant. What happened? Boom. Back alley abortion. Which, they're trying to do it low-key. So, I mean, I don't know a 1930s abortion, but it doesn't sound great. I mean, a 2020 abortion isn't great. So it's I bad. Yeah, no, it's not great, is. but... You know what I mean? Like it's yeah, yeah. That's Anyways. that's just like a metal hanger. Yeah. Well, and that's why you know you you legalize it, but we won't get political. But I'm just saying. I think we all can agree. Yes. Women have rights. Mm. Hey, cheers to that. Reproduct- Women have rights. Cheers to reproductive rights. Mm. That's what we're about. <laughs> <laughs> um, a few other starlets that he helped with abortions was Judy Garland and. Lana Turner, who's apparently super famous. Have you heard of Lana Turner? I've heard of her, yeah. Maybe... Um, they both would do that. And so when they would do these, like, abortions, they would... Oh, I recognize Lana Turner. Yes. She was... She's, like, girl crush. She was beautiful. Gorgeous. Oh Absolutely God. gorgeous. Those cheekbones. You just... I feel like stars, they have glamour like that. Like, Blake Lively. Gorgeous. But it's just not the same. It's not, like... I mean, like, look at her well, face. Oh, my God. Dude, it's just cheekbones for days. Well, and it it was all real. That's so true. It was it like that was just is. their face. That's amazing because now Kardashians. It's, yeah, I mean it's like they're beautiful, but it's also like that like bold, that was them. to be born with like that bold face. That's oh my just, god. Well, and their eyes are just like it's like piercing eyes. Yeah, you know. So, um, with these, they would you know I mean you're pregnant for nine months what so if they some of them i know they would carry some of them would carry and then some of them would have to hide it until they could get this abortion and when they got the abortion they would say they had like a sickness like a random sickness one time um they said judy garland had an ear infection and that's why she couldn't go to a a show so you know just random shit ear infection abortion same same right i guess in the 30s <laughs> hell yeah brother <laughs> So, like I said, their sole job, the fixers, were to keep um, problems quiet or to disappear. If they could not keep them out of the tabloids, they would often try to spin it on the person that was claiming whatever outrageous story. Um, a lot of journalists got fired. A lot of journalists disappeared in the middle of the night. Murder. Ooh. Spooky scary. <laughs> Which I think a lot of that was Eddie Mannix since he was, like, kind of the thug, like the back alley boy. Yeah. Um. Also, what they would do is, like, so, you know, movie stars have entourages and shit. 
So yeah. Spencer Tracy, which I had to look him up to, he was also an actor, um, was a really bad alcoholic. And he would make a complete ass of himself. Like, bad. Okay. But in, like, little pubs, like, little bars and shit. So he just walked, like, if he walked into, like, Zola's, and he's, like, if Brad Pitt walked into Zola's, <laughs> hammered off his ass, and, like, grabbed some girl, like, that's what this yeah. guy would do. Oh, wow. Like, it's, like, a big level in a weird place, you know? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So, uh, Mannix hired his bodyguards, thinking, Tracy was thinking they were just bodyguards, but in reality, it was a doctor to revive him if he ever passed out, a driver to make sure he never drank and drive, and mini fixers. So, if there was anybody in the bar that he offended or anything they would usually pay them off immediately oh my god i want to get offended right oh my god <laughs> the first of the month is coming up somebody please offend me you know i gotta pay bills <laughs> i don't know where i thought you were going with that i was mm. like what's the first of the month <laughs> oh god so this was known as tracy squad it's tracy squad that's what the uh the little fixers were yeah i don't that's know cute he had his own fixers they have like matching tops right oh my god do they have jackets like I the pink ladies. Do. Oh my god, you got to The original pink ladies. You know it. <laughs> Tracy. So if the stars refused to help with their problems, like, you know, there would be, like, you know, hey, maybe I don't want to get an abortion or I don't want to divorce my wife because you think she's trailer trash. Stuff like that. That was oddly specific. I know. It's something I <laughs> I promise you there was a story out there. <laughs> um, or, you know, there were some stars that, they they were gay and you can't you couldn't really come out as gay. So J- James Dean is like known for being apparently like low key gay, and so is Marlon Brando. Do you know who that is? He's really hot. Look him up. He was hot when he's young. Um, but they would you know they wouldn't help the fixers because they'd be like, you need to stop going to these known gay clubs and you need to stop doing that. So if that ever happened, right? He's yeah. Hot. Oh. He was also the Godfather when he got older. He played Fuck the Godfather. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Marlon. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Oh, my God. Right? I know. What is up, 1930s? They just don't make them like that anymore. If you're a 1930s movie star, minus, like, the alcoholism, the rape, the, you know, like, toxic masculinity, hit me up. I'm single. What's up? <laughs> well, they'd be, like, 112 now. <sighs> hit me up. <laughs> you're about to die, and I would like your money. Beautiful. <laughs> So, if they refused, um, a lots of stars would be, like, blacklisted, which I think is a pretty popular thing now. You know, if you yeah. fuck with them, you're done. You're not going to work for a while. Megan Fox, right? Yes. Yes. So, um, if they refused, they would shortly disappear from the limelight, or they would disappear completely. Like, their career was just fucked. Um, Loretta Young is kind of one of the people that there was, like, some weird stuff with it. So, she became pregnant with a co-star, uh, Clark Gable. Who was in like a popular movie? I don't know. You'd have to look it up. I'm saying all these names, and I'm sure they mean nothing. But I'm sure they mean nothing to all the 25 year olds. I know are like whole <laughs> demographic. It's gonna be like what the fuck? There's we'll one person out there who's like, I fucking love old oh my Hollywood. God. Clark I Gable. Know all, <laughs> I have all of his. I actually have up. a chart. I save every newspaper clipping. I they were actually falling asleep listening to us ramble, and they're like Clark. Clark Gable. Fucking love Clark. Oh, God. What a guy. I'm Team Clark. <laughs> so, she became pregnant with this child in 1935, while Gable was married to his second wife. He had five wives total, by the way. All right. Um, and this was on the set. They were co-stars making a movie. Um, in order to get in around getting an abortion, so this is one of the people that was like, I don't want to do it, 
but she was bringing in so much money. They hit her for her whole pregnancy, said she was sick, did a full interview while she was nine months pregnant so that the public could see that she was fine. And while the, the whole interview, she would lay in bed and they had pillows and blankets just strategically surrounding her so that they couldn't tell she was pregnant. And she just had to like sit there and be like, oh yeah, I'm just sick. I just have this and that. And then gave birth to her baby, put her baby in foster care for one year and then adopted her biological child back and pretended she never met this child ever just to have her kid. That's what the fixer set up for her. That was their plan. That's how far they went. I'll cheers to that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. How fucking crazy is that, though? It reminds me of that Nancy Drew movie. Which one? Did Nancy Drew have a baby and then adopt the baby? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, where Nancy moves into, like, that old Hollywood house with her dad. And it's like... Mm. I, I, on, like, my 10th birthday, that's what we did for my birthday party, was we all went to the, that movie. I love that. It was I love awesome. that for you. I think I had a SpongeBob was, birthday like, party for my 10th. Oh my I know. I'm sorry. I I was just super... I've always been super into mystery. <laughs> just a mysterious person. Very, very mysterious. So, some stars claimed that Eddie and Howard were amazing. You know, if they had affairs, they would keep their affairs low-key. If they were gay, but they needed a career, they would keep it low-key. But others said that they would go to, like, terrible lengths to protect the studio. Because that was their job, to make sure the studio's name was kept clean and that they were still coming, like, bringing in money. Um, one of the less famous people, actually, she really wasn't famous at all, but her name was Patricia, Patricia Douglas. She was a dancer. She was known as being, like, pretty moral. She didn't drink. She didn't do anything like that. Um, but she did want to work in Hollywood. So she was hired with multiple other dancers, and they thought they were working a show, going to be, like, extras in a show. Okay. Um, they were actually bused to a party for MGM businessmen on, like, a ranch. So once they were, like, busing out there, they were like, this is not the studio, and there's all these drunk, like, executives and shit. Once they got in there, um, the men started holding the dancers down and pouring alcohol in their mouths. Um, Patricia got held down, got alcohol poured in her mouth. She broke free and ran outside. And um, one of, an actor, David, David Ross, was outside, probably taking, like, a piss or something. I don't know. He was outside, saw her run by, chased her down, grabbed her, drug her in a car, and, you know... He raped her. So, um, after the rape, they did take her to a doctor, but which doctor did they take her to? The MGM doctor. So, you know, he's in their pocket. Yeah. See this, and it's like, there's so much to get into about old Hollywood, because there's some, some shit, and I tried to keep it short, but there's some, like, stories that are just... So, she was taken to the doctor. Of course, the doctor was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Everything looks fine, even though she was bruised, cut like not fine at all um at the party there was cops that were on mgm's payroll they didn't say anything they didn't file it and then the rest of the girls and the dancers were paid off by Mannix um with money and promises to be in different shows so they wouldn't testify so when she did file a report um you know every every witness painted her as like loose and immoral and like money hungry and shit like that um and then One day, she just didn't show up to court. She just disappeared and didn't show up to her court date, was gone, nothing. And years later, Mannix actually joked about it. Somebody asked about her and he said, we had her killed as a joke. 
But I don't think it was a joke. It's such a funny joke. And it's so funny, right? <laughs> so, uh, both of those men retired in 1960s, and there's no real... They didn't have anybody come in after it. I think movies... It's harder now to cover shit up like that, because anything can be caught with a camera yeah. and stuff. So, there's Thank no God. real... I know, right? There's no real fixers anymore, but um, that's their legacy. And that is the fixers. What do you think about that, Dee? Um, got a little dark at the end. Sorry. Yeah, dude. Fuck. Yeah, I would not want to be a woman in the business, really ever. But dude, I hardly want to be a woman now. <laughs> Fucking amen. Cheers, that. Hmm. All right, Tiana. Well, you hit me. Hit me with a hard one. I know. That was a that was a heavy story. <laughs> like I was telling D, uh, that was one of the lower level stories, which is bizarre. That because that was like heavy shit. Yeah. Um, which is super not cool, you know, and there's a lot of It's important to talk about. Yeah, it's it's important to shed light on stuff that, that we know, but we don't talk about it. And that's I think we're we're pretty good about trying to Yeah, that there's a story out about it. It's public information yeah. and yet it's it's not really n- talked about. No one cares yeah no one cares that's really what it is no one cares yeah no one cares because it's where the money is so true it's where the powerful are super fucked up (laughs) not cool not fucking cool okay well uh change the vibe Mm -mm. uh just a little Mm -hmm. sidebar from last episode where i talked about monster of like chelan yes so i saw some more research i went out to my nana's house and i kind of mentioned it to her and she was like oh i have I have all the, like, yeah, I can talk to you about it. Of I was like, course, oh, man does. Oh. But um, a guy from Chelan, mm-hmm. um, John Fayer, I okay. believe, he wrote a children's book on the monster of Lake Chelan. It's called so Chili, um, T-S-I-L-L-Y, because the native spelling for Chelan is T-S-I-L-L-I-A-N. Okay. And it means deep water. Got it. So I guess the, like, the city did a vote on what they wanted to name the monster. And they did that. And they voted. Chili one. So this is a fun little thing. Yeah. And I actually brought a book from my Nana's for you. And it's like back to our first episode. A woman wrote it. She's a Afghanistan veteran. Oh, okay. And she wrote about her experiences uh-huh. and then compared them to women who had gone under aliases to I fight in the Civil it. War. Yes. So oh my god. When I know something about it, I was like I was like, <gasps> No way. That's so, amazing. I know. Thanks, man. Dude, of course. Oh, cheers do some, to you. Do some reading. Some light yeah, reading. We've got all the reading. time in the world. I have so much time. <laughs> I honestly can't watch any more Netflix. It might kill What are you me. watching? Um, I just started Outer Banks. Honestly. <laughs> Give it to me. Give it to me. <laughs> it's like the most, it's like one of like top 10 America's most watched Netflix shows right now. When do they start I cannot better? handle when they're like, they like are showing all these people and I'm like, all right. And then like. I'm 16 years old. I'm like, Mom, no, fuck you. You're not. You're 30. Listen. You're at least as old as I am. John Q or whatever his <laughs> name is. <laughs> no, Listen, John, like, insert like, letter. I cannot. I have to pretend. Me and Billy were talking about it. The whole, entire time I watch shows like that, I pretend. I just pretend they're in their 20s because it makes why, so much more sense. I don't know why they always. Okay, same. We were talking about Sabrina, the new Sabrina. Yes. And I'm like, dude, it's like they're in high school. Quote, they're in like their sophomore year. Yeah. BDSM. 
devil worshiping constant sex which devil worshiping you know worship everyone did that it's fine in high school but i'm not using whips and chains in high school i'm not do that now it's like same with gossip girl and it was like like all those sex scenes i was like it's so sorry it's insane at 16 you're wearing a those little stockings you know what i knew about in 16 missionary we're talking missionary Missionary. that one where (laughs) she's on bottom and he's on top i think they call it missionary Missionary. that's what i knew about (laughs) no it's too much i can't with like it's ridiculous i it's it's just it's unrealistic well it's it's fucking hollywood sexualizing teenagers that's so fucking true oh my god weird I can't even, that's like a whole other, that'd be like a an hour episode if we dove into Hollywood and the weird, like, there's some shit. The, I don't even know. Those weird parts. There's not enough wine in the world. There's not enough wine in the world. We could try, but. But we're going to finish this ball tonight. That's the thing, dude. That's the thing with good wine, though. I can't stop. Mm-hmm. Like, when we have, like, kind of, like, shittier wine. I Dude, that barefoot, I was like. Because I like, start getting a headache, like so bad. But like with good wine, I'm like, I want to drink it all now. It's very good, Kettles. And then I can buy another bottle. Fuck it. <laughs> um, total. Also, side note. So Drake lives in Chelan, and we just this has probably been a more talky episode. It's because we literally haven't seen each other. Yeah, and she so. got to the like. She came to the condo and we didn't even do any like small talk. No, we, we just, were just like, okay, let's do it. Let's go for it. <laughs> so this is us. Cheers to us. Just vibing. Boom. All right, let's take a short break and then we will come back. Ooh. I don't know what. <laughs> All right, we're, we're going to talk a little bit about the bottle of wine we're drinking Let's tonight. Let's do it. I'm Again, ready. It was Gino's Rosé from Sigalo Cellars. Um, so Sigalo Cellars, I was saying, is a new one in Chelan. Yes. So they just opened a tasting room in Chelan mm. at the old high school. It's really cool. I know exactly, exactly. where you're yeah, talking Yeah, I was pointing it oh, out. Oh, shit. Okay. But they actually um, are from Snoqualmie okay, in Washington. It. So that's where they Love originally started. You nailed it. Just Thank you. If you ever want to know how to say it. Snoqualmie. There it is. <laughs> but just want to make sure I give them their credit because yeah. th- they have some amazing wines. Very good. Um, and this rosé is no exception because, oh my god, it's amazing. It's delicious. Yes. From the first sip, really, I knew that we were going to finish this bottle Yeah. because it's so good. It's You can taste all of the flavors that they describe. Yeah. Which sometimes you can't, you know? Like the big thing, so like, I love aromatic wines. Mm. And so like... The smell, like, you get from it, it's, like, so sweet, but it's, it's not overpowering. What was that one that was, like, vanilla, and it was oh, vanilla? The, that was from Secession mm, yes. Vineyard in Chelan. Mm. Um, they have a, was it a Sauve Blanc? I with, think so. With vanilla bean. He did a very good job. Was of amazing. Like being, yeah. Yeah. But this wine is absolutely delicious. Um, if I'd you're say, in Chelan, I'd go. This is, like... Maybe my favorite rosé I've ever had. Is this your favorite one? I think it tops... It what tops, is that usually our go-to? I think our go-to, if we're going to like kind of like get a nice bottle, we get Cota de Rosa. Yeah, yeah. Because they have it everywhere. And it's... And if we go to Chelan, we usually do Shameless Hussy. Which is them. amazing. Of course. But honestly... It's really... It's very I easy do. to 
sometimes rosés have like a like a nip almost. You know, yeah. it's very easy to go down. Yeah. No, this is amazing. Gino's rosé. So good. Highly recommend. Um, and then I'll do my cheers. My cheers of the week. Do it. Ooh. I actually texted you about it this morning. Mm. It, yeah. Yep. <laughs> so cute. Okay, so I have two dogs. I have a Pomeranian named yes. Vader. So cute. Vader James. Mm. Um, this is full. If you will. And I have a Labradoodle named Shalan, Captain Shalan. So we were on a walk this morning. So cute. And Shalan is like, thinks that she can hunt birds, but she could actually never catch one. She ran after this little bird. I thought she was going to get it in her mouth. I was like, so nervous. I was like pulling her back. Oh, dude. And the bird flew like really low, landed like six inches off the ground on a wall right next to Vader. And Vader started sniffing it and licked it on its little head. Which is, if you guys can see Vader, that's probably it the was, cutest thing ever. Th- like, I literally, because I was so scared. I was like, Billy, get Vader away from it. And Billy was like, he's just smelling it. Loki? Sometimes Vader's a savage, though. Yeah. I so, was very surprised. And yeah. he just, like, sniffed it. Like, what he a good pup. had no idea what was going on. So cute. And, oh, oh my God. I'll cheers to that. Because I literally. Cheers? I will cheers I, to Vader. It was so cute. <laughs> So adorable. Made my whole week. My tiny baby. Love it. Well, my uh, cheers to that would be, I think my job. Yeah. So I just got a, you guys, I'm a big kid now. I just got this amazing job opportunity back in Denver, which is where Ah, I just. Home of the Broncos. Oh, the Broncos. (laughs) And eventually I'm going to get everyone else to move out there. We're just going to be a big family. Yeah. (laughs) We're gonna get a commune. We might be a cult. It's fine. We'll work out. We'll work out the parts. But I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know about but that. But I am so excited because I got a job and I can get out of Spokane, which is where I want to not be. But so, hey, we love Spokane. We love Spokane. That's our home. hometown. Yeah, we just you know bigger and better things. So cheers to that. Cheers to Denver. No, no, you're good. All right. Well, this was. Uh, it's time for wine. We'll hear you next time. You'll hear us next time. Someone's going to hear someone. It's hard to get it right, man. I know. We're, we'll work on that. It's a podcast. It's one way. Yeah. And you we'll, know. Uh, but we'll see you next wine time. Follow us on Insta at its.timeforwine. My Instagram is T-I-A-N-N-A-L-Y-N-N-A-E. That's T-L-N-A. <laughs> <laughs> and that is what it's spelled. And my Instagram is at Drakey, D-R-A-Y-K-E-E-E. Has it always been that? Yeah, it's been that since high school. Shit, I never Yeah, like six it. years. You just say used to being Drizzy Hopert, you know? That's my, yeah, that's my Twitter. I know. <laughs> All right, guys, well, <laughs> see you later.